back home again in Indiana and it seems that I can see the gleaming candlelight still shining bright through the sycamores for me the new mown hay sends all its fragrance through the fields I used to roam and when I dream about the moonlight on the Wabash then I long for my Indiana home Who's your daddy? Hello and welcome to The Jungle. My name is Adam and I'm joined by my co-host, Jenna. And this is Who's Your Daddy, a podcast where we talk about all things Indiana, the Midwest in general, and everything in between. Jenna, how are you? Hey, uh, I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. It feels like forever since we've recorded, huh? Yeah, it does. It feels like it's weirdly been a long time. Yeah. And also, like, every time I come up here, I feel like, come up here, like, <laughs> up to the mic. I feel like it's only been the first couple of times that I've done it, but... We've been doing this for kind of a while. I know. You get, you settle in real quick, though, don't you? Yeah. Like, it's like the intro's over, and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm comfortable <laughs> now. The intro's still like... <laughs> we did kind of hit a cool cool little landmark. Yeah, yeah. We had a thousand total uh, plays or listens, however you want to yeah. call it. Not a thousand listeners. Not anywhere near that, no. but... Um, That'd be cool, but yeah. But we we've gotten a few more listeners we'll over time, and it's fun. It's just, I just hope that people enjoy it, and um, and you know, we like doing it, so. Thank you guys for that. Um, oh, yeah. I sent out a survey about like making some stickers. And um, uh, I will do that if you guys, um, you know, enough people like that. So if you guys want a sticker, send us an email or send me a message on Twitter or, or you know, any, any way you'd like and we can get you a sticker. Um, it'll take a little bit for them to be made and shipped and then I'll have to ship them to you. So, but we'll figure that all out. Uh, but, yeah, just send me a note. Uh, who's your daddy pod at gmail.com or on Twitter. You can do that. Um, and, yeah. Let's get into it. Let's start with the trivia yeah, question. Let's do it. Okay. So last week I asked you um, the largest, uh, one of the largest and most complete fossils of this prehistoric mm. mammal was found in That's Indiana. It. Couldn't remember. And what did you say? I don't even know. Now I can't even remember what you said. I think you said. It, it wasn't woolly mammoth. Though, no. Right? And I said. Um, giant sloth. Giant you sloth. Said giant That's sloth. right. I yeah. said giant sloth. So Good the guess. answer is the giant short-faced bear. Oh, so giant. Which was is right. wild because... Short-faced? What does that mean? It literally is just a big bear with a short face. <laughs> like a short snout? Yeah. Like a bear snout? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, look it up. It's exactly giant what Jenna described. short-faced bear, which is crazy because they weren't super popular around this area, but for some reason they found like a really good fossilized version yeah. of one. So that's pretty cool. I what, mean... Like when did they exist? Um, That was during the Ice Age. I was... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we had I a was lot gonna, of, oh, you, you there told was like a that. dire wolf, um, a saber tooth tiger. Those were all other big, animals that big, existed. giant in, animals. Big old mammals. was pretty fucking metal. Like, what was the second one that you said? Uh, a dire wolf? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are, are wolves mammals? Yeah. Right? Yes. A wolf is a mammal. I'm, I have such limited knowledge Warm on blood, animals. Live offspring. Yeah. Fur well, usually. I'll forget about that in about six minutes. Okay. <laughs> well, we can have a discussion with it more when I'm uh, more into school. And okay. <laughs> deep in my animal studies and then we can that really get good. into it yeah we can do a whole episode on on interesting animals i actually do want to do some of that stuff well yeah about indiana so we will get to that when what's we get on to the that. what's on the old docket for today oh uh, honestly jenna there was so much stuff that we could have covered i had to delete like eight things because i was um i was like this is going to be way too long it's just going <laughs> to be it's going to be like two hours and I, we can't do that yeah i don't want to sit through and edit that and but like there was a lot of stuff this week that we could be talking about. So I've tried to um, kind of boil it down into some weird, interesting stuff like I always do. Um, but we will start off 
in our customary way with a very, very brief um, update on COVID-19 mm-hmm. numbers yeah. in the state of Indiana. We're not going to talk about um, Governor Holcomb's briefing. I mean, I'm going to continue watching those to see if there's interesting things. As you guys probably have noticed, I won't be able to live tweet them anymore. Um, that's fine. It's probably good for my health. Um, I did watch <laughs> probably. this week's and it, it was just dumb. It was a whole lot of, I mean, there was some interesting information in there, but it just frustrating answers and things like that. Mm-hmm. So if you want to watch that, I don't recommend it, but you can put yourself through it. Um, but let's just talk numbers real quick. So today well, we got, we were back over a thousand cases. Um, we've been below for a while, but uh, 1,164 new cases uh, reported today and six Sheesh. additional deaths. Um, and that brings our total. We, we crossed the 90,000 mark. We have uh, 90,504 <laughs> cases oh my and God. Uh, 3,047 deaths um, and then another 219 probable deaths. So huh. it's just really well, sad and, yeah. and really frustrating. Um, and we'll talk a, a little bit more about some, well, will we, I don't know, but that's all I really, really want to talk about COVID. Okay. I, I'm kind of, sure. I mean, all of, a lot of this stuff is tangentially related to COVID, mm-hmm. um, but we, we, I don't want to get into more specifics because we've done that and I tweet about it every day and I'm, I'm just kind of, well, and I think we could talk for a long time about it and get really into it and we could, but also like everyone the is, agenda. there's other, other places you yeah, guys can go and exactly. learn about that stuff. I don't want to minimize it. It's just that I don't want to spend a bunch of time here doing it. Not this week. Um, so let's start off uh, second start. <laughs> we already did start um, on some update on the voter stuff. So last week mm-hmm. we gave a little bit of an update on last Monday's uh, episode yes. about voter suppression in Indiana and things like that. Because right when we were about to record, we found out there were some lawsuits that mm-hmm. kind of got finished or settled yes. or wh- whatever the word is. Um, and we just didn't have enough time to look through them and there wasn't any like reporting and not, you know, I don't want to, you know, break, break news because I'm not a reporter and I, I don't have access to like a legal team to be like, am I reading this right? Or, <laughs> and like, I, I mean, I'll give you, I'll you do the best I can. Your people. Yeah, I'll do the best I can. But, uh, I, and you know, we needed to record. We've got somebody on retainer <laughs> for who's your daddy. So yeah. <laughs> uh, it's Mr. Daddy, um, es- <laughs> Mr. Daddy Esquire. Uh, but anyway, let's let's talk about that real quick. So the, there's two lawsuits and actually a third. Um, but lawsuit number one is uh, about voter roll purges. So I'll read here. Okay. A, fe- a federal judge ruled on Thursday that Indiana may not enforce portions of a voting law that would allow the state to remove individuals from the eligible voter li- voters list without first trying to contact them. In her 26-page ruling, U.S. District Judge Tanya Pratt found that the voting law known as uh, Senate Enrolled Act 334, an amendment to a previous law, violates the National Voter Registration Act of 1993 because it allows the removal of voters from the rolls without direct contact and before a required waiting period. Mm -hmm. So that is exactly what we talked about. I think my initial um, suspicion was pretty good yeah. I, I mean it wasn't spot on because i didn't know what they were doing but i no, did but it was, it was suggest close. that they were doing something further mm-hmm. than just that postcard and and um yeah. in time you know in failure to vote in elections so mm-hmm. it, it was more about they you know they didn't contact them there wasn't direct contact yeah and there wasn't you know they didn't wait that uh, waiting period and there's actually more interesting stuff with this lawsuit mm-hmm. and stuff that i found within here it's not just with the lawsuit it's like with the history of voter registration rules and how they keep them here in indiana but we're not going to get into that now because i think we might have to do um like a special episode or something Ooh. on that because um, I, I don't want to do another monday episode about <laughs> uh, voter <laughs> right registration, yeah but um i think it's really interesting information at, at least um preliminarily mm-hmm. preliminarily sure whatever i mean you said it so <laughs> yeah i'm gonna stick with it the stuff that i found uh looks to be very uh fascinating so we might come back to that i'd say there's a pretty good chance so uh there's a cool. second lawsuit and that was the one uh, about signatures if you mm-hmm. remember so i'll read here 
This one's a little bit longer. Um, a federal judge ruled Friday. So the first one was on Thursday. And this one, I think, was actually on Thursday. I think, you know, they just reported it on Friday. Anyway, a federal judge ruled Friday that Indiana's practice of rejecting absentee mail-in ballots on the basis of non-matching signatures violates two provisions in the 14th Amendment, due process and equal protection under the law. The lawsuit, filed by Common Cause Indiana and several Indiana registra- uh, registered voters in the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of Indiana, said that Hoosiers who had their absentee ballots absentee ballots rejected were never notified and as a result never had a chance to have their vote counted Hmm. an injunction issued by uh, senior u.s district judge sarah evans parker permanently bars indiana election officials from rejecting mail-in ballots with questionable signatures unless they notify the voter it further orders indiana secretary of state connie lawson to inform election officials of the policy change in time to prepare for the november general election Voters must now be notified of a signature dispute, and they must be given a chance to uphold their vote's integrity. Good. Very good stuff. As you should. Yeah. Any any other thoughts there, Jenna? I mean, I really think that uh, I. it kind of makes me sad that we have to, like, force people to do, it, like, common decency <laughs> when really they should just have been doing that. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, well, you know. And it's just like. It's like a slap in the face. You just see these. And you're like, okay, these laws and, like, the way that you guys were doing it was obviously. Right. I mean. At worst, it's, you know, I don't want to say corrupt, but it's like intentionally yes. trying to suppress votes. Yeah. And then at worst, it's just ineptitude. <laughs> like you just yeah. let like untrained people be like, eh, that signature doesn't match. And like some of the stuff that I, I read here was like about, I didn't, you know, I didn't get into it um, in this little bit that I read there, but about stuff like where people would uh, have a signature because they're they're you know have aged since the last time they voted or they um have a new disability or something like that so their signature is so different than maybe what's on their driver's license or voter registration card or something and they would get um you know nixed for that and never told that's terrible and like i think part of this lawsuit also said like you can't do that just because someone's older or disabled or something like that uh you should see the signature on my driver's license it was when i was 16 yeah i don't sign my name like yeah mine's totally different like i sign and i don't even have a disability so no exactly yeah and then you consider somebody's like really sad situation where they just might be getting older arthritis i'm saying they just might be getting older and just don't have the same uh you know uh motor skills or you know same from a disability and then Get that's fucked so over like that and to not even say anything yeah so like i said it's it, it's at worst um you know intentionally trying to suppress the vote and it, yeah. at at best which is still very 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 bad mm-hmm. it, it's um inept and, and oppressive yes. to certain populations and and it's really bad so that's a good um a good i don't know was that yeah that's an injunction as well i don't exactly know what an injunction means in lawyer talk but it sounds to me like it doesn't get to a trial or something what is uh what's the movie where somebody says fat and stupid is no way to go through life son i don't know and what does that have to do with well (laughs) you were talking about ineptitude like stupidity just made me think of it i feel like it's a john belushi movie i could be wrong but Uh, i have no idea jenna um hey if you know tweet me (laughs) yeah let us know uh i i don't know all movies i i try to remember them all I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, and so there's this third lawsuit, and it's, this is on absentee mail-in voting. This is the one that uh, Governor Holcomb has talked about in those COVID up, uh, COVID-19 COVID updates um, the last couple of weeks, the last month or so. Um, you know, Curtis Hill represented the state and um, blah, 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 blah. But the lawsuit... Um, uh, ended when a judge declined to order a uh, judge declined to order Indiana to allow no excuse mail-in va- mail-in voting for the 2020 election. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, the org requesting this injunction, um, I think it's an injunction again, uh, argues that it, um, you know, not failing to do that, mm-hmm. failing to provide no excuse mail-in voting uh, violates constitutional rights. And the judge basically said that um, 
you know, you didn't show me that you could make a case, good case for that. Yeah. Um, but he did note, and I'll quote here, the question here, however, is not whether the policy is wise, but whether it is un- unconstitutional. So, uh, you know, sometimes you can look at these judges and be like, fuck you. But some, sometimes like this, you're like, I mean, I get maybe maybe he doesn't agree with the mail-in voting, but it, it does seem like they tried to say that, you know, this was unconstitutional and couldn't live up to arguing that. I mean, like we all agree, at least probably if you're listening to this, and I know me and you, Jenna, mm-hmm. agree that we should all have mail-in voting. Like it's, it's, it's pretty simple. Just do right. it. Um, but I guess maybe that argument in a, in a court of law is a little bit difficult to, um, well, yeah, to argue. I don't know. Any thoughts? I don't know. I mean, I am not the law, nor am I <laughs> <laughs> anywhere near it. Yeah. It's, it's tough for me to, to have a, have a big opinion there other than, um, give us mail-in voting, <laughs> please. Right. <laughs> Which is what a lot it. of people have been saying. And so it's like, come on, dude. What do we have to do? Yeah, and there there's been like a num- there's like a number of ways that it, they could go about it, and they're just failing to do it. Right, and I just feel like with all of our technological advances, I mean, it's 2020. Like, we really can't figure out how to do this other than to like, well, yeah, you be yeah. in person and Especially, you put this down. Oh my god. Yeah, and we can make that comment on a national scale. Like, well, it's just absolutely. crazy that we we don't have a better system. Also, the fact that it's not like a national holiday. Well, that's yeah. Just re- it's just like these bullshit. baseline things that you're like. Especially with the work, sorry, the work culture that we have in America where it's like you can't even take a day off or anything. Yeah, yeah. These are like, um, what do they call them? I don't know, like treadmark. I don't know what benchmarks or something. You're like, Hopefully these are, not skid marks. Not skid marks. These are just like <laughs> simple things that like I don't understand how anyone can disagree with these. Right. Things. Like this right. is just like common sense. Yeah, it doesn't uh, seem like you're reaching that much when you're asking for these things. But No, it's like. Yet it does feel like I don't like know that. why we have to ask. I- <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, um, I did see one or one interesting thing from the uh, this week's COVID nineteen update. Um, Connie Lawson was there, and she's the Secretary of State, and she was talking about how um, she got a question actually about this, and she mentioned that in Vanderburg County, uh, somebody developed an application that allows voters to like log on and see um, where the lines are the shortest. Oh, that's um, cool. I'm guessing, I think that implies that in Vanderburg County for. They can vote in multiple locations. I don't really know how that works. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe what she was trying to say is they can see when the lines are short rather yeah, than right. well, where the lines are short. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they do that with like restaurants on Yelp or whatever, where they show you like the busiest times. Yeah. And- yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it'd probably be uh, illegal trouble to access like location data to do that. Mm. Um, it was more like um, they had poll workers who would manually count like how many people are there every like mm-hmm. half an hour and update. Yeah. I mean, it's not the most efficient system in the entire world but it's better than nothing now i'm picturing like if there were yelp reviews for like polling stations (laughs) bad zero out of ten will not return they didn't take my reservation it was stinky (laughs) you're like i called ahead whole place smelled like onions and they told me there weren't any onions here so uh, that that would be um that would be weird those are not you know reviews that i would go through and read although it is fun sometimes to go through and read restaurant I mean, reviews we've, yeah we've had our fair share of like fun restaurant reviews that we've seen but yeah someday maybe we can read did, did we read those on a podcast i feel like we did no we read those just you and i i swear we got them on a, maybe one of our first episodes who knows we talked about um on the not safe for wonk stream we talked about like stripper strip clubs stripper ones yeah and yeah I don't know. Stripper Yelp reviews. Yeah. I'm thinking about these when me and Jenna in February, we went to Indianapolis for Valentine's Day and um, I got like tickled late at night reading these Google reviews (laughs) for a um, 
just a, a couple of restaurants and they were all really mean and bad and poorly you written. were losing it i was really i was laughing hard so maybe we'll find those and and yeah. maybe we can do like a live stream of those or something oh, that'd be fun that'd be fun all right so i want to shift gears now to something that is uh something that we don't talk about much and that's like crime stuff here in the state of crime? indiana yeah and this is a um I just you said crying i was like well no not crying. i can talk about that all day <laughs> so no but this is um a pretty sad thing um but I, I just felt like it was so interesting and wild and we don't hear about this kind of stuff. Um, fortunately, it doesn't happen often. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to mention it here. So this is from the Indy Star. A Crawfordsville man was charged with murder Monday in Montgomery Circuit uh, Court for allegedly shooting and decapitating his wife, police oh, said. Jesus. It's really sad. So I guess, yeah, sorry, maybe sugar warning on that. Sorry. Uh, police arrested My- uh, Michael Dale Parks, 44, Thursday after they found Hope Parks' uh, Hope Parks's head in the cellar of the couple's home. Oh God! Yeah, so it gets a little Who vulgar here. Who found it? Um, the police. Um, he is being held without Ooh. bond. Early uh, earlier Thursday, the Montgomery Montgomery. Montgomery County Sheriff's Department found a woman's headless body on the Sugar Creek Bridge. At the same time, oh Parks was reporting. Yeah, at the same time as Parks uh, was reporting his wife missing to Crawfordsville Police. He told police his wife left the house on August um, on August 18th after the couple fought. He said she got into a car driven by an unknown person and he had not seen her since. Parks said he wasn't able to reach his wife by phone. During a voluntary search of the couple's home, police said they found dried blood on the driveway, garage floor, and deck. Oh, God. Yeah, investigators then obtained a search warrant and found Hope Parks' head buried in the cellar with a gunshot wound at the back of the head. They also found a twenty-two caliber rifle and a spent cartridge. The Montgomery County Coroner's Office ruled Hope, Parks's, uh, ruled Hope Parks died of a gunshot wound to the head. The body found near the bridge was identified as Hope Parks using finger prints um and his trial is scheduled for january 12th good lord yeah it's really sad it's very very sad it's messed up um one other thing i guess i wanted to mention here was um another sad thing that just doesn't happen often um uh, in columbia city uh two three sewer workers uh passed away um and you know while they were working and wait i okay someone told me this at work yesterday because i work in columbia city and I never heard an update or anything on what happened. Yeah, well, I'll read you here right now. Oh, so this is from sad. Wayne.com. Um, three people who became trapped in a manhole in Columbia City Tuesday morning have died. Uh, the incident happened in the 400 block of Main Street um, in the parking lot of the Whitley County Consolidated Schools Transportation Building. Crews were called there just before 9 a.m. on a report of a uh, utility accident where three workers were trapped in a sewer manhole, according to the Columbia City Mayor's Office. The three men were working on a storm sewer 25 feet down when they became trapped. Um, There was five feet of water inside, the mayor's office said. A uh, technical rescue team was called, um, and they were able to pull the three men from the manhole, um, and they gave, um, you know, started life-saving measures, but um, they were all declared dead at the scene. So, basically, their, like, water flooded the hole, essentially? Um, They... they the autopsies found that they uh, died of asphyxia due to hypoxic um, environment, so low oxygen, um, and then they, they drowned from from that. So, um, it, yeah, it seems like they're still figuring it out. It's very yeah. sad. Their deaths were ruled accidental, but they're still figuring out exactly how that happened because um, obviously people work on manholes in, in these situations yeah, a lot. all the time. Um, not to say that it's not dangerous, but it's not like an uncommon thing. <laughs> people work like no. in that situations quite a bit. Um, and, and, you know, things like this don't happen. So I'm sure they're looking into that. You know, how did the, you know, low oxygen levels come to be? Yeah. Because um, obviously that, you know, knocked them out or whatever, and then they drowned, which is really 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 sad but how did how well you know how'd that happen so i something to keep an eye on you know maybe we can do a follow-up i, I mean i'm interested but just 
feel bad for their family. And one of them was very young, only 21 years old. So, oh, God. I mean, the I others mean, were in their 40s, which is not old, but. No, and it's never, you never want to die at work. No, no. That's, and it seems oof. like, um, it seems like maybe um, it was a father-son at least oh, two of them. Oh, God. It seems seems that way. They share a last name. I'm not going to read their very, names. Very, very sad. Um, I don't know why, just out of respect, I guess. Well, but yeah. I don't, you know, honor them. I don't know. I don't know what the, um, you know, what what is customary in that situation. I, but obviously you guys can go look that stuff up. Um, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that and just feel for their family, you know. But uh, Absolutely. Let's move on to a, um, a little bit of a different kind of story. Um, and that is, so yeah, I, I promise it, it's not just sad stuff this week, although a lot of it is frustrating like it always is. Didn't I say something about crying earlier? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he nailed it. Um, and I need to tell you about the Auburn police chief. Um, oh, this so, ought to be good. Little small Auburn. Um, yeah, it's not as crazy as you might think, but it is interesting. So again, from Wayne.com, the longtime chief of the Auburn Police Department has resigned amid an ongoing criminal investigation. <gasps> Indiana State Police confirmed to Wayne 15 there is an active criminal investigation by state police that has been ongoing since late uh, 2019. That is a terribly written sentence. Yeah, that was, that was I, bad. Can I read that again? Sure, read Indi- it again. Indiana State Police confirmed to Wayne 15 there is there is an active criminal investigation by state police that has been ongoing since uh, late 2019. Yeah, I don't... Uh, that's terrible. I mean... There are it, yeah, a lot of things you could fix with that. Could be written better. But um, no uh, no details have been released. So, so we that. don't know what the criminal investigation is? Not specifically. Uh, Mayor Mike Lee said the city was in the process of addressing the situation involving the theft and one of the steps, um, you know, was removing the chief and replacing him. So hmm. that was something that, you know, Mayor Mike Lee of Auburn was considering or at least... Um, said it you know was an action they were going to take um this is not the first time authorities have um investigated a theft at the auburn police department oh really yeah and to uh so 20 cops make mistakes <laughs> all the time huh. um, sometimes intentional like this in 2015 mccoy announced um that uh more than two thousand dollars in cash along with weapons had been taken from the department's evidence room oh shit state police investigated that matter as well and officers were given polygraph tests but there was not enough evidence to file criminal charges so they just got away with it um well, polygraphs are not always super conclusive. No, they're you'd no, think that they would maybe try something else, they're, but they're not. They probably weren't all that concerned at all. With it, so yeah, I, I'm maybe. Like, no, we asked them if they did it. They said no. So I mean, who knows? Maybe they <laughs> did just get away with it. Like they did it well. I mean, sure, I, maybe they're you know, also they committed a crime well. Yeah. But like, um, I don't know. Just screw them. Um, but then I just wanted to add this little part too that McCoy the the. Um, the uh, chief of police there, um, who's who's uh, getting let go or whatever, he's asked to return to his prior rank of lieutenant within the department. So he's uh, wait, re- he's resigning, but he's also being like, I want to stay on as just as lieutenant. So basically, he gets less of a workload. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's probably you know pay cut too, but um, I don't know if that. But he's not fired. <laughs> no, no, no. He resigned from chief right, of police. But I don't know if they're so going to let him continue to be lieutenant. That's mm, not okay, clear. Okay. But um just the gall to ask <laughs> it's like okay buddy <laughs> i mean clearly you're not leading a great department here with this stuff happening right. and i don't know we're not going to get into a bunch of police stuff but i just thought that was interesting <laughs> any thoughts i mean it's interesting that uh i mean auburn is so close and i hadn't heard anything yeah it's yeah. probably one of those things that they keep a little bit more well i don't know on the you DL. heard it right now it was... right but i mean when there was the the other incident of oh theft. well 
how much were you looking at news in 2015? That's true, especially Auburn news. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's not newsworthy, but it's also like it would. It's not crazy that you didn't hear about it. I don't know. It's a lot of stuff that happens, you know. Yeah, to continue and talk. Buried. <laughs> <laughs> continuing talking about police. Um, let's take a little trip up to Allen County. Um, Allen County Sheriff Gladio. Would it be down from Auburn? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Down. Um, but yeah, Sheriff uh, Gladio. Uh, a settlement has been reached between Sheriff David Gladio and the family of the 15-year-old boy he oh, pushed the to the ground pusher. Yeah, at the Three Rivers Festival in 2019. The drunk. Details of the settlement are unknown. The suit was set to go to trial in uh, September of next year, but will no longer due to the settlement. Mm. Uh, Gladio, uh, he's in his second term as Allen County Sheriff and will hold office until January 1st, 2023. So, Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. Basically, I mean, he's going to have to pay so say, something or do something well, that does, just gets away with it. I wonder it. how much. Yeah, I mean, we don't know. And, it, I want, and we don't I mean, know exactly what the terms are. Maybe it's money and classes or something. I don't know. But Right. And I don't know. It's just like, wanna... how is this guy still the freaking Allen County Sheriff? It's ridiculous. And at some point, you start to speculate into, like, the nature of, uh, you know, the coercion into that settlement. Like... Was it their idea to do the settlement or was it kind of thrust upon them? I mean, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. No, I'm not insinuating conspiracy anything, theories. So. I have no idea about that. And I don't I don't think there's any evidence to lead me to that. That's conclusion. just me being cynical. So, you know, but I mean, yeah, if it, I would take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I mean, police have there are other cases of police um, intimidating, you know, people in that kind of situation. Um you know, in a way that can be kind of written off as reasonable, meaning like, you know, traffic stops or like drive bys mm-hmm. at their house and be like, we just just driving by. We didn't even know. Mm-hmm. Like things that you can be right. like a reason. Uh, what am I trying to say? You can kind of play dumb. Right. With those exactly. Things. Or you're like, well, they didn't stop at the stop sign. It wasn't, you know, I'm, yeah. I, I'm, this isn't because of that. Um, that they can kind of get away with. I, and again, I'm not saying that they did this at all. I have no evidence of that. And I don't, I don't believe they did. And unless I Sorry, got I'm, evidence I mean, a little bit of a pot stir here. Yeah. I'm just saying that, that, that has happened. <laughs> a little bit inflammatory so, on um, my end. So I apologize. I was just going to give credence to your, you know, thought that sure, your sure. little, uh, you know, just a thought that you had yeah, a flying just a thought. thought. They just yeah. kind of fly out of my mouth sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But, um, Continuing with corrupt uh, officials yeah, in Whiting, it. Indiana. Um, Whiting? Yeah, Whiting. I don't know where that is. Um, you can find it. It's on a map. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a little story about the mayor here. So U.S. Attorney Thomas um, Kirsch said Thursday that 64-year-old Whiting uh, Mayor Joseph Stahura was, uh, has entered into a plea agreement indicating his intent to plead guilty to both charges of um, tax fraud and things oh. like that and campaign stuff. Um, I kind of cut the article there hmm. very poorly but um his wife diane stahura also 64 has entered into a deferred prosecution agreement wherein she acknowledges the government has enough evidence to charge her with wire fraud um kirch says that stahura used about two hundred fifty-five thousand dollars of campaign funds for personal use and expenditures such as gambling credit card debt and financial support oh. to an adult daughter <laughs> huh that's smart we're killing it in Indiana, guys. I know. I, I, you know, I didn't realize how much of the sad stuff I kept in here. And uh, <laughs> sorry, this well, episode kind of you know, sucks. I think it's important <laughs> to realize that people, regardless of what occupation they have, are fallible. Yeah, maybe that's and the takeaway. And a lot of them are not smart and make lots of mistakes. So yeah, me included. All of us, you when know, when preparing this episode. Yeah, <laughs> but this one's not very saying, good. Regardless of who you are, you're a podcaster, or you're a mayor, you're chief of police, whatever. You make mistakes. Yeah, I'm, not I'm, that some are more condonable than others, and I'm not making excuses for anybody. But yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, I am looking forward through this and like 
man, it kind of sucks. <laughs> this episode blows, guys. Well, I'm sorry. I mean, the news is rarely happy, right? I know, but like, I don't, I don't even know. I, this one kind of sucks. That's all I got to say. But we're we're gonna keep going, and you know, hopefully, we learn something and get a laugh somewhere in here. Sure. Um, and maybe this will be the the time that we get a laugh. So, um, I have a story here that I want to tell you about. But um, there was a video of of, of this um, interaction that this um, story is about, or at least one of the interactions that this story is about. And I want to read you a quote of it, um, and then maybe you can try to tell me what you think it's about. I think that might be kind of fun. Okay. Okay. Not totally sure where you're going with this. Yeah. But again, we'll so this is this video. This video was in this story, and it's okay. this uh, story was about this video along with the things that happened leading up to this video. Okay. Um, and there's a quote in it that I want to read you and to see if you can guess kind of what happened, like what led up to this and what are we talking about? You know? Okay. All right. See if you can get the context okay. just from the quote. I'll see. So, quote, it must, uh, it must be very frustrating for you guys that you can't power your will upon us and our business, but you see the good Lord gives and the good Lord takes away. You guys are just vessels for his will and his plans, and they are glorious plans that no man can thwart. Christ gave us his life for our sins, and he gave his life for my sins. And anyone who bends their knees and repents and confesses uh, lordship, he will do it for them as well. You people have no power over us. Christ is king. So you can't take my business from me when we are willingly laying it down. That must make tyrants angry, but it should soften the hearts of, uh, that you oppress. Oh. Or of those that you oppress. Um... I added hmm. of those. Yeah. Any any idea what that might be I'm about? I'm picturing like the owners of a bakery and they made a bunch of cakes that said being gay is bad. And then people tried to get the cakes shut down and the bakery too. Get the and cakes then it shut <laughs> down? Shut down that cake. <laughs> who, just, who erected that cake? <laughs> shut it down. <laughs> who put this frosting on here? <laughs> um, yeah, they drawing. tried to shut it and then they were like, you can't shut us down. I own the cake monopoly in this city <laughs> well you were uh drawing from some indiana history there i can tell yep <laughs> um but no it's not exactly that um it does have to do with food a little bit um really so yeah let me read here customers of yurgi's barbecue continued flowing through the door thursday a week after the owner of the popular bluffton barbecue restaurant spoke in front of the wells county board of health uh meeting the department took note of the business uh after getting several complaints that it was not following uh Governor Holcomb's mask mandate. Mm. According to the county's environmental health specialist, Brandy Shorey, the Department of Health issued a verbal warning and a cease and desist order after getting dozens of phone calls and several written complaints about Yergi's Barbecue. A forced closure of the business by the health department is a possible next step, but the move is dependent on a continuation of complaints. So there's this restaurant called Yergi's Barbecue in Bluffton. It was apparently very popular, and they received many, many complaints about people not following the mask mandate, and which that included workers and, and customers. If there was a restaurant that was going to be like defiant against this, I would kind of put it up to like if I just heard the name out of a list, I'd be like that one. Your geese barbecue. <laughs> yes, that's interesting because I hear that and I'm like, I have no idea. Yeah, I think it's the guy's Is name. Is that Russian? I'm pretty sure it's the guy's name, the guy who owns it. Uh, but it's a, it's an interesting name, and I would have been like, I don't know what that means. Not barbecue, Yergi. Yeah, yeah, his name's not barbecue. No, no, no. Mark Barbecue. I, when I asked <laughs> Mark Barbecue. Barbecue's not Russian either. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Yergate. But it's just like, how does that quote, what are you talking about, man? Like, what the hell are you talking about? This is not about any of that stuff. There's, Jesus is in this brisket. 
<laughs> I hope not. Uh, <laughs> Jesus made these. Suicide. Otherwise, you are a uh, well. A priest, it's just the, or... the parts of just the parts of Jesus that they didn't use at the, at the meat plant. It's just like the feet and the hands. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm talking about yeah. The, uh, the production of sausage is usually like just yeah. the leftover pieces of an animal. But that's not so what we... like barbecue, pulled pork, and stuff is made but out. But I said sausage, so okay. Going well, on I don't know anything about if they sell sausage here. Uh, <laughs> but I just wanted to read a few more quotes. So this was like like the owner who was at this uh, board I of health meeting. My joke, not really. <laughs> he was at the board of health. I mean, I got it. I just I didn't think it fit. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> moving um, on. So we went to this board of health meeting, and he, I mean, he said a lot of stuff. It's like thirteen minutes long, and like it, it appears I can't prove this that he hired like a, a video person to like come and tape it, and it's really bad. Oh my <laughs> it's god, not, it's not well put together. Um. But I want to read a couple more quotes because, again, this is an owner of a restaurant who was upset that he's gotten a second violation or like warning or whatever Mm -hmm. because people keep complaining that uh, no one's following the mask mandate. Yeah. Which is also like people want to go there, obviously. Yeah. They want to give you their business. They just don't want to get sick. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And he's very upset about that. He's very upset about this. So this will give you some more insight. So let me quote from from him. The thought of masks being worn on healthy people is absurd. It's absurd in the history of the medical thought. I'm just, I typed his quote exactly like that. History, uh, it's absurd in the history of the medical because thought. Because a man who makes That's barbecue knows a lot about medical realm anyways. I mean, he might. I don't know. Uh, people become a doctor sure. and then change careers. Okay. I, I, I would Fair. say it's not his barbecue makerness that makes him an idiot about medical thought. It's what he literally just said. Yes. <laughs> it has nothing to do with what his profession is. You're right. Um, uh, it, in fact, it is proven, and there is scientific proof, that it is unhealthy for healthy people to wear masks. For example, Legionnaire's disease. So this isn't about health at all. I, you can't see me, but I have my hands up, and I'm shaking oh. my head because I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Uh, I've heard of that, but I... Not really sure what it is, well, and I mean, also not really sure how a mask. It's a respiratory would... respiratory disease, but like, le- okay, yeah, people who have Legionnaires' disease might not be able to wear a mask. Okay, I think that um, the state mask mandate and virtually every mask mandate mm-hmm. is like, yeah, if you can't wear a mask because you have a respiratory problem, you sure. don't have to wear a mask. But wearing a mask is not going to give you. No, exactly. But I just a... mean like his examples bullshit because. He's just saying. It, also, one, it doesn't apply to people in that situation. Mm-hmm. And two, no one disagrees with you that people in that situation have trouble wearing a mask. That's actually, they agreed with you so much that they made an exception for people like that. You're just wrong on every account. You're just every single thing you're wrong about, man. Every single thing. Let me read another quote here. All right. This isn't about health at all. It's about compliance. It's about partial compliance, at least. I don't know what that means. Okay. That's why I'm the only one who's gotten a second warning, because I am refusing to comply. That's kind of how it works. If they yeah, tell you to do bud. something and you don't do it and yeah, it's a dude. law or whatever. He's like, also in this, I, that's the end of my quotes, but he's been like, uh, I have uh, always complied with the uh, you know Board of Health. I, I've never had a problem before. And you're like, yeah, and now you're not and you're having a problem. Uh, yeah. It's like, how are you? Also, why stop here? If you've complied with everything else they've asked you to do for a food safety reason, then why not just do this as well? Yeah, it's like, where does it? Now this is too far? What are you yeah. talking about, man? It's still food safety. What are you talking about? There's just like no way to ration your way through, like, uh, you know, logic your way through what he's saying. Also, if I heard this and I had like been going there, I would be like, fine, then I'm just not going to give you my business. If you're well, going to sure. be a fucking drama queen, then. Yeah, I mean, that's, I'm sure some people are, are like that, but I just, he like brought a bunch of people with him too. I don't know if he brought them, but it seemed like he brought them because he referenced them. He's like, 32 people have been sick in Wells County and there's more than 32 people right here. 
And I was like, okay, yeah. And you're putting Damn. a lot of people's health at risk by doing that. He's trying to go like Old Testament. Yeah, I just don't get it. I just <laughs> I don't, don't get know. it. Because I, like, I, I want to criticize it more, but you're like, I don't even know where to latch on to. It's all nonsense. It's, it's all pretty half-cocked. Yeah. It's just nonsense. I can't... It, exactly. I can't it's argue rambling. with you because it's... You're not... You're, it's barely There's sentences. There's no rhetoric. It's no. It's like just words. It's word salad. I don't know... You don't get to tell me what I do with it. Well, and, then, and then Christ is king. So you can't take my business from me when we are willingly laying it down. What does that mean? Laying what down? I don't know what you Who's mean. Who's putting it down? And like the people got all excited. I'm like... First of all, I don't, you know, this is not a value judgment, but he wasn't a very good public speaker. He just wasn't. <laughs> it, it was labored and he repeated that. himself a lot and messed up a lot. But second, uh, what are you inspired by? How do you have any idea what these words mean? Right. I have no idea what he's talking about. I don't get it. It reminds me of the episode in The Office where Dwight has to make that big speech and they just tell him to like bang his hands on the podium a lot and shout. And then everyone's like, oh, wow. I mean, yes. yeah, he would even in that had more coherent thoughts than, <laughs> than it was weird and uh, God, you know, veiled. This but is hilarious. At least it had a, a, a thread. This is nothing. I don't know what you're talking about, man. Like the good Lord gives and the good Lord takes away. You guys are just vessels for his will and his plans. Like, what are you talking about, man? I'm I, not really sure. I can't wrap my head around it. Have you gotten so far that you're just like every argument is about God? Well, it might be. For this well, guy. Maybe. For Yergi. But what about Legionnaire's disease? What about it? What about it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. Um and upsetting it's funny. because if it's a really good barbecue place, I would have loved to try it. Bluffton's not far, but now I can't. Well, yeah. And now I don't want to. We got to go get Shigs and Pit soon. Oh, sure. Yeah. Love that stuff. I mean, I love love a good barbecue. That corn stuff they have is, ooh, baby, it's so good. Is it just corn? It's like a corn mash thing. I don't know exactly what mm. it's called. Um, all right. So let's <laughs> move on. Uh, <laughs> Um, and we're going to do another little uh, bit of genalysis here. Ooh, genalysis. Yeah, just a quick one. I it's mean, my cousin. The article that I'm going to read is a little bit long. but From Florida. Uh, <laughs> but I want to hear Jenna's <laughs> take on this, and I hope you guys want to hear it too. So people living along and near the Well Street Corridor area says Saturday's homicide is just one example of what they call the, quote, bad element they've been trying to remove for years. So do you know where we're talking about? So this is in Fort Wayne. I should have... Well Street. This. Yes, the Well Street Corridor in Fort Wayne is... Um, a historic area. It's very old. Um, yeah, I, I basically used to live on 4th Street. Yes, you used to live right so, there. So um, I know what it's like. Yeah, and I grew up right there too. I mean, not, you know, a little bit further, but yeah, not far yeah. at all. Um, I've spent a lot of time, you know, walking up and down there. Great Mexican bakery on Wells Street. Oh, yeah, Big Eyed Fish, place. Great Fish Place. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, there was a shooting at the pantry, um, which is a, a What do a I tell you? Bar. Every time... <laughs> We pass the pantry. I say, my friend told me, don't go there unless you want to get shot. Yeah, it's sad, though, because a man was killed. So remember that. That actually happened a few years ago as well. Yeah, it's happened a number of times. Um, but anyway, it's a it's a historic area, but it's also an area that has been, um, you know, a lot has been taken from it. Mm -hmm. um, but let's let's get back to the article here. Okay. So um, I'll just start again. People living along and near the Well Street Corridor area say uh, Saturday's homicide is just one example of what they call the bad element they've been trying to remove for years. Mm -hmm. Quote, it was like uh, it was like it kicked the air out of you, Bob Shoemaker says. Shoemaker is president of the Bloomingdale Neighborhood Association. He says Saturday's homicide in broad daylight at the pantry bar was a huge setback, especially because it happened right as people were holding a picnic to celebrate progress against crime in the oh, area. That's very sad. 
It was dev- it was a devastating blow of what we're trying to accomplish and stuff. And here we've got a, res- a representative of Fort Wayne coming down here to see what we've done. Uh, and he has to hear something like that go mm-hmm. on live. All of a sudden, just around the corner, we heard some gunshots. Uh, City Co- Councilman Jeff Paddock says. Paddock says uh, he was stunned to be so close to a fatal shooting, saying he's walked in the neighborhood and talked with the discouraged residents several times in the past few months. Have seen uh, and been disappointed in to see some decline, particularly in the last few months, with an escalation of some drug activity and even some violent crime, he says. Mm -hmm. Quote, you've got the combination of the drug dealers going in and out, the drunks going in and out, and this is exactly what we're dealt with, Shoemaker says. While there has been added police presence over the past uh, police presence over the past few weeks, Shoemaker says uh, he'd like even more help from officers who he says tell him they can't do certain things because of the coronavirus, especially, he says, with a large number of homeless people, he says, commit crimes nearby. Hmm. Quote, it's a catch and release is what I understood. It was um, a catch and release with the police officers. They catch them, release them. And they know that they're so uh, and they know that um they're doing anything they want to, and it's all the way from Broadway and Taylor all the way up to State Street, which are just so you know, he's speaking around. of the homeless people. The here, yes, okay, yes. Um, Shoemaker says while working with police has made a significant improvement against drug use, vagrancy, and property crimes in the area, he's trying to arrange a meeting with Mayor uh, Tom Henry to explain how more work needs to be done. "Quote: You can't just give up on it. If you give up on it, then they're going to start feeding back." Um, he says people in the Bloomingdale neighborhood and Whale Street corridor will continue to uh, continue their fight to clean up their area. So um, before I ask you what you thought, mm-hmm. can I, I I saw a shift in how you were interacting with this, this article, because I think yeah, at first you I'm were not... like, OK, there's a crime problem and they're talking about how they can help. They're not getting into specifics. And then, you know, they, they had this kind of picnic to celebrate mm-hmm. whatever they have been doing. Mm-hmm. We don't know. And, um you know, some progress being made and yeah. then there was a shooting and that sucks because yeah. they made some progress. And, and again, I don't know how. And then it shifts into a different tone and I could see a little bit of change in your Well, I, I was a little bit upset by my initial reaction because... It's okay. It's a, that's the one it's I had It's easy to. to just slap a label on an area and just leave it at that and not really wonder why an area has become the way that it is. So I feel like I was kind of feeding into that and I don't well, like and, that I did and that. the so. way the article is framed that it, you know, they were having a picnic to celebrate progress they've made in the area And during it, there was a shooting. That's really sad. Right. I was also like, dang, that blows when I started reading this. But then it goes on. Yeah. And what were your thoughts, you know, in the second half? So from what I was hearing, and maybe I didn't interpret it correctly, but was he explain? Was he trying to blame it all on the homeless population? Not just homeless people, but uh, drug users and uh, people who might have a drinking problem or things like that. Well, I'm not sure that there's any like substantial evidence to actually... Maybe there is. Maybe there isn't. But I would argue that the issue is probably much, much bigger than just one certain group of people. Yes. Also, I don't really know that many homeless people who own firearms, but maybe I. Well, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I'm not thinking he's saying the shooting was necessarily. Oh, okay. Someone experiencing homelessness. Um, But you mentioned it here. You know, they're not really talking about why these people are in these situations right or what are they doing to help these people get out of these situations rather than clean up the streets yeah clean up the dirty homeless people that's that's as they are basically saying yeah yeah it starts to get into a really reactionary kind of way of putting it rather than to to take a preventative stance and kind of say okay how did we get here yeah what can we give to the community to like help people so they don't feel in this so they're not in this situation why are people in this area more prone to drug use right to hard drug use i'm not just talking i'm like i don't you know i don't mean marijuana or anything like that like cocaine or something like that right um you know 
maybe um, are, you know, have a drinking problem or something like mm-hmm. that, or maybe um, can't find a home right. you know, or experiencing homelessness. Why is that? None of none of that stuff is answered here. No. They're just like, yeah, we're working with police, but they just get them and then they release them and they know that's the case. So they just keep doing it. Right. And you're like, um, so yeah. Yeah. So we've established that that method doesn't work. That it doesn't fucking work. Yeah. And we need to put more, uh, you know, resources to provide for their basic needs. And maybe that's what this guy was saying about meeting with uh, Tom Henry. Maybe I doubt it, but maybe. Sure, maybe. I mean, I don't. I don't think you can say that. Like, I don't. It's hard for me to assume that when he says, you know, they want to clean up their area or whatever. What he says here, you uh, you can't just give up on it. If you give up on it, then they're going to start feeding back. Yikes. Right, but I also. I don't really feel like it's up to just like an everyday normal citizen to try and think of a solution for a problem like this. I think that's no. more of a, a governmental solution. I mean, he's president of the Neighborhood Association, so right, he's, but, some, he's something. But I just mean like start feeding back. It's not that you want these people out of your area. I know. Yeah. You don't want them out of your area. They're, they are your community. They're part of your community. Right. You want them to get help. And that, yeah, that wouldn't fix the problem. It would just make it be someone else's problem. Yeah. It would just shift it somewhere else. Like, do you realize what you're saying? Yeah. Like, I can't, I, we can't have that here. They yeah. need to go to the south side of town where they belong. And you're like, I mean, he's, it's not far from that. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, a short hop right. to saying something a lot worse. It's, it's incredibly short-sighted. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought that was an interesting article because of that, um, well, that dynamic. Because it made me feel like that too. At first right. I was like, oh, and then I was like, wait a second. I know. You're a jerk. And I think that you and I both have a lot of love for that area. I mean, I love that area. That's my my whole home. You know, that's where I grew up. I spent my every year from zero to 18 in that area. I think it's, I think it's super cute, super like charming little area. And yeah, no, it just makes me sad. It's been, it's been gotten shit on no no development, nothing, no, no resources. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they, it's so weird to me too, because like you have Promenade Park right there. Mm -hmm. Promenade Park is this park the city spent a lot of money making and it's beautiful and it's amazing yeah. it's part of the river uh you know yeah. greenway or whatever it's called riverfront um i, I don't even know redevelopment to, to try to you know increase traffic downtown and, mm-hmm. and on the rivers because it's a really beautiful thing that fort wayne offers that i i think it's good that they're doing but well street ends right on those mm-hmm. on that on that park yeah on, on, on the walking bridge over the river yeah and there's been not a ton of development and like it's really like you draw a line and you cross that line and it's different it's, uh, it's very different and it's like really weird i mean like not even like fixing up sidewalks and maybe no. streets and stuff like wells is always i mean it gets a ton of traffic but it's always like um the streets are bad yeah and congested congested and the sidewalks are difficult mm-hmm. it's just like i know those are little things but that's like a right. first step that i'm just like i don't understand how that's not even been taken but care why of. does it suddenly why does that little area fall into neglect when you have so much prosperity right next to it yeah well yeah it's it's very strange it's yeah because then you get like into west central and stuff and that's a pretty nice area mm-hmm. and downtown it's a little bit further right in, but, but it's like you cross the bridge and I, it's just very i mean it's almost like they're not doing too much <laughs> to help yeah no. and it just this article made me mad because you gotta talk you have to talk about meeting their needs and and helping them it's it, Right. The last thing I would ever want to do is is make people leave their community because they don't live up to your standards mm-hmm. just because they've been getting shit on by the system that's exactly. that's coming for all of us. Like, and if you don't fix the bigger issues, it's just cyclical. It keeps yeah, going. Yeah. It's not just that group of people. Once It'll just they be leave, new people in it, 25 years. Exactly. Yeah. It's, a, it's not, you know, it's it's not a long-term solution. Same thing. It's a great insight there, Jenna. Thank you. Yeah. So I just wanted to mention that. Um, let's move on all right. to... Um, 
another thing here. So, you know, there were protests in Fort Wayne and, you mm-hmm. know, there still have been. They, mm-hmm. they continue. Um, um, but nothing quite in the size um, yeah. or notoriety of, of those first couple in, mm-hmm. in early June. Um, but Fort Wayne, the city of Fort Wayne, responded to the um, ACLU lawsuit about, um, you know, police mm-hmm. treatment of, of protesters. Mm-hmm. And I'll read from uh, Wayne.com here. Okay. So the city of Fort Wayne has responded to a federal lawsuit over the treatment of protesters during days of demonstrations earlier this summer. In more than 90 pages, the city denied any wrongdoing and said the use of force by Fort Wayne police officers was reasonable. <laughs> yeah. Well, just stop right there to get a good laugh in. Uh, maybe punch a wall. Uh, please don't punch a wall. But- so wait, were they told to like investigate themselves i don't know um i'm going to continue though (laughs) okay the aclu of indiana is suing the city of fort wayne and the allen county sheriff uh sheriff department for using tear gas and pepper spray on protesters during demonstrations in downtown fort wayne the suit also alleges police blocked protesters from leaving the martin luther king jr bridge and Mm -hmm. then shot tear gas canisters and prevented peaceful protesters from gathering on the allen county courthouse Mm -hmm. um Allen County Courthouse Lawn and in other public places in Fort Wayne. And just from going, yeah. that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what you told me. It is me. exactly what happened. Yeah. It is exactly what happened. I, I, I can't... That's what happened. Yes. <laughs> um, there's videos yes. of it. So, okay. Okay, city of Fort Wayne. The lawsuit argues that the use of chemical agents and projectiles for crowd control violates the First and Fourth Amendments. The city, in its response, said the pepper spray and tear gas was deployed to, quote, clear rioters who were engaging in illegal conduct. The city maintains no apology is warranted. Nothing that they were doing was illegal. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, there were some, um, like, windows and stuff broken, I think, on the first night. Um, But tear gas was deployed before that. And tear gas was deployed Mm -hmm. after that on different days. Yeah. And nothing was happening then. They took what could have been a peaceful assembly and they escalated it. Yes. And then they said, oh, look, it's bad. It was a police riot. Yes. On peaceful protesters. Yes. People were protesting and then the police rioted. Civilians. Yes. They, yes, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. And it's ridiculous that the city, I I mean, they can't apologize now because they, you know, they haven't, and they got sued, so they can't be like, yeah, we're sorry. Oh, but we're not legally <laughs> wrong. Right, right. We were wrong, but we're not like Well, wrong. you can't apologize <laughs> because I think from a legal standpoint, that's kind of an admission of guilt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, I think. That's what, I'm, that's what I was trying to yeah. say. Yeah, we're wrong, but we're not like that <laughs> wrong. Uh, <laughs> um, but I just wanted to say that because it just doesn't look good, man. It's just sickening to me. It's, it's sad. Yeah. I mean, these are, these are the people who were out there and that organized these things and... and um, a lot of times it's the people that have gotten been hurt the worst by our system. Mm-hmm. And um, this is an opportunity for a city, even, you know, even little Fort Wayne, Indiana, and we're not huge, uh, mm-hmm. we're a pretty mid-sized city and in a red area, but it was an mm-hmm. opportunity for, for a democratic mayor to um, take a stand and um, support the people who live here and who yeah. have supported him for the last decade or whatever, how long mm-hmm. he's been in office and um, who call this place home. And it's mm-hmm. just, it's disheartening to see um, the city not yeah, care about that. Absolutely. It hurts. Especially when I've always felt like Fort Wayne was kind of a great area for the younger generation and kind of a more artistic area. Like we're, we, yeah, we were moving in hipster. that direction. Yeah, we were getting there and I was really happy about Fort that. Fort Weird. Yeah, but like these are young, vibrant people who contribute to the economy and I guarantee and, and that they're not cool with any of you this. You would so. hope are the future of this place. Yeah. 
not just um, getting money from conventions. Right. Which is, you seems need to be what they're focused on. You need people who are going on. to make it unique, who are going to make it a place that people want to visit, not just a place that people stop through. Or a place that people want to live around. Yes. You know, uh, people want to live north of or southwest of. Right. Not in. You want, you want, I mean, they're making a choice. They're making the choice that they would rather have a downtown that is amazing, mm-hmm. a surrounding area that they don't give a shit about, yep. and then a donut around that mm-hmm. of, 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 places people actually you know mm-hmm. want to live and move to and then yeah. we can get conventions into the great little sitter, sit, city center and say don't leave here mm-hmm. you don't need to you have everything you need you got a hotel and your overpriced bar and yeah. things that none of our residents can go use in that inner first circle mm-hmm. the outer circle can come in and, mm-hmm. and use that though and that's that's a choice you can make and yeah. it's a really shitty awful choice that hurts um the same populations of people that we've been hurting yeah. for hundreds of years in this country and uh that does nothing to cr- well, I shouldn't say does nothing, but it completely fails in lifting up the entire city, which you could do. Yeah, that's absolutely. what it's like. I mean, it's not more frustrating than the first part, but it's like more baffling mm-hmm. that you're like, this would be better for you. Yeah, this would be better for all of us if we did this. So you have to start asking yourself, is that like, is that systemic racism in there? It has to be. I mean, it's or or personal. I mean, I don't know, but and I'm not going to allege that, but. I mean, I, th- I definitely think that greed has a part to play. I mean, I and think some of us, city council and- is is not. Um, I think you can make an argument about um, racism for some of them. <laughs> oh. Or at least a complete lack of interest in, mm-hmm. in solving that problem, which I would argue is a very, very slight amount of racism, at least. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. That's an interesting argument that we don't need to get into right now, but. Yeah. No, it is interesting. It sort of reminds me of uh, when I visited Reno because Reno is very much the same where there's a yeah. little vibrant area that you want to go and then they kind of just tell you like, don't go anywhere else. And then you're like, this. where do people live? And they're like outside of that area. Yeah. That's yeah, a donut city. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's exactly that. Um, and I don't want to be that. I want to be a strong, unified circle city. Yeah. Beautiful, vibrant. <laughs> Wait, Wayne, circle but... city. That's not us. That's another one. <laughs> <laughs> We're the summit city. Um Donut city. I don't want to be a donut city. <laughs> uh, not at all. But Tom's Donuts, if you are in the city, that's where to go. Right on Wells. <laughs> hey! I think the address is probably on State, but it's on Wells, too. It's on the mm-hmm. corner of State and Wells. Tom's Donuts, best donuts in Fort Wayne. They don't sponsor us. Nope. They're Yet. just the best. Um, been going there for years. So, you know, we had these rallies, those Black Lives Matter rallies, and they've still been going ongoing and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and some some similar rallies. Um, but I wanted to talk about one that is happening this Saturday um, in two okay. days, two days from recording. Uh, it's tomorrow when you guys are listening um, at the Allen County Courthouse, Saturday oh. at 4 p.m. There will be a Save Our Children march. Have you heard about these, um, Jenna? Actually, no, I haven't. No? No. What so is it? Originally, a lot of these were called Save the Children marches. Um, and Save the Children is a um, an organization in London that, okay. that um, seeks to um, help those who have are in situations um of human trafficking and things like that a very very real um and sad problem it's a big problem um throughout the world and including the united states Mm -hmm. and including indiana including fort wayne yeah all over um it is something that happens and it's very very sad Mm -hmm. but these save the children marches and save our children marches are not um really affiliated with anything like that okay they originate from a different source Hmm. would you like to guess what that source might be um, well, my first thought was, is it something pro-life oriented? No. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know then. Um, it, 
QAnon. <laughs> no, really? Yes, yes. Um, so QAnon has pushed this, um, you know, this these hashtags, save the children, save our children. Um, they are, these, marches, uh, these marches have happened all over the country. I guess Fort Wayne's a little late to the game, actually, a week or two. Um, What's the point, though? I... It is to highlight awareness of human trafficking in, in the area or things like that. And, um, you know, initially you see that and you think, that's fine, you know. Sure. I'm, you're like, I don't, I don't know anything about that, but if it's a problem here, we should highlight that and we should do something about it. Well, yeah. I mean, nobody's like, going to have a pro human trafficking rally. I think everyone's no. <laughs> firmly against it. Yeah. And like, so, you know, you see that and you're like, yep, sure. Can't mm-hmm. really disagree. Um, but then you start to see where the origins of it come from and it comes from QAnon and their weird beliefs that these pedophile global cabals are, are taking over or already do control everything. And, and Donald Trump is going to expose them in the deep state and things like that. That's what their belief is. And then, so what is the goal of this assembly? What are they trying to, to do? Um, well, other than to I just raise awareness, I don't want to speak to this one specifically Okay. because this one is there's not a ton of information that I've been able to find, but in general, what they have served to, um, you know, the purpose they have served is to, um, have a QAnon rally without saying you're having a QAnon. Uh, rally. Okay, okay. I mean, really? Okay. And to get national news by saying, no, we're here to save the children. Mm-hmm. It, no, that's not a QAnon sign behind my back. Yeah. I, I yeah, we're, we were saying where we go one, where we, we, uh, we go all, but that's, well, that's exactly what QAnon thing people say. So, yeah, it's a QAnon hmm, thing. Interesting. But, and the vast majority of these have been um, QAnon rallies that want to have rallies without saying that they're QAnon. And they want to get on the news for it. And I'm sure that they will be left alone peacefully. Yeah, they probably no, To congregate. That's exactly why I juxtaposed <laughs> these two. Because you're like, I doubt anything will happen on Saturday. Nope. The only thing that would happen is if um, counter-protesters show up and the police will probably them to death well not to death but hopefully not i hopefully know nothing gets hurt but you know what i mean they're gonna hope i can't say for sure but right i'm saying if there was any violence that happened it would probably be police uh, committing violence against counter protesters mm-hmm. i really really hope that does not happen and i have no indication that it will yeah but um yeah i, mean, I kind I of spoke either. too flippantly there i wanted to correct myself but um so with this specific one i went to their facebook page and it just seems like a lot of people who are unaware you know, I didn't click through every person and try to see, like, do they post QAnon stuff or whatever. But it just seems like a lot of people who are like, you know, oh, man, you know, we got to we got to help. We, right. Sorry about that burp. Um, You know, like, that's terrible. Um, yeah. You know, blah, 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 blah. But so then they get there and then they're like, hey, have you heard about? Well, what is this QAnon thing? Yeah, and yeah. Like, and, and like, there will be QAnon people there, you know. No, exactly. They, they might not be on Facebook, they but they've seen it, they've heard of it, they're going to be there. Yeah. Um. I again, it might might be more people who are just uh, hurt see this and say, "I'd like to support that cause with no knowledge of QAnon whatsoever." It might be mostly right. those people, but there will be QAnon people there. Yes, one hundred percent. So I keep going through, and this one guy he keeps posting, um, uh, you know, this uh, New York Times article about. Um, QAnon followers uh, hijacking the Save the Children movement. And I I can't read it because I don't have a New York Times subscription. Mm -hmm. But um, that's interesting. It's like on every post. Uh, But no really other mention of QAnon until the first post in this like event thing. Mm -hmm. That was on August 4th. So there's these two women who have organized this thing. Okay. And um, I'm not going to read their names, but she said, this will make a difference. The more people speak up, the more they can't hide in silence. And then that links uh, links to a Twitter account. um, uh, 
or a tweet, I should say. Well, a Twitter account called MA capital QI Fiverr. Hmm. I don't exactly know how to say that or whatever. Okay. But obviously a Q thing. Um, another reason why is because the tweet was outside uh, CNN in Los Angeles. They chant, save the children. Where we go one, we, uh, we go all, and we are awake. Hmm. And there's common threads in here in, of language of QAnon people, and that's um, oh, make people more awake, wake people up, um, open people's eyes. Um, I, I don't know if I saw anything about the deep state in here, but oh God, it's unclear to me if these two women who are, um, and I shouldn't gender them, these two people who are um, organizing this have any um, QAnon connections or believe in that kind of thing. I, you know, I looked at their pages. It's not clear to me. Mm-hmm. What is clear to me that they are at least just naive about this stuff. Yeah. And they think that this is going to, and I, I mean, in a perfect world with no QAnon, I wouldn't mm-hmm. have any problem with two somewhat naive people organizing a rally mm-hmm. to raise awareness about a real problem. Yeah. That wouldn't, I would be like, there's nothing wrong cool. with that. I hope, you know, it goes well. Yeah. Um, but given the fact that we are in this situation, mm-hmm. I have to say that this is only going to, you know, cause more harm than good. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I just want to talk about that a little bit. That, I mean, human trafficking and pedophilia are both real issues. Very real but issues. why does it have to be turned into something that has like this dark underbelly? Well, it is by them, you know. No, exactly. And it's like, it probably really, really hurts advocacy organizations and charities and things so. out there that are like, God, we've been around since 1998. Mm-hmm. We've worked so hard to raise awareness for this issue and yeah. for people to take it seriously. Yeah. And now it's, you know, blasted into this um, conspiracy theory and it's everything. It's almost sort of always like, like what a PETA joke. does with animal rights. I don't know anything about that, but is that the case? I mean, they kind of give other animal rights organizations a bad name and people kind of lose credibility because they've lost faith in, in PETA. Yeah, and so, yeah, and that's the one everybody knows. Yeah. So people just kind of write it off. Yeah. Or things like that. So then they just assume that they're all like that. Yeah, yeah. No, that's It's very similar then. Yeah. Yeah, it's just really sad. And I just hope that, um, you know, best case scenario, these people, um, they are just somewhat naive about this, uh, mm-hmm. you know, these protests going on, mm-hmm. the Save Our Children, Save the Children protests. They just don't really uh, understand or, or know. It's just, they just haven't right. been exposed to the fact that it's largely been co-opted by I mean, I didn't a, know a right-wing me. extremist conspiracy theorist mm-hmm. organiz- or group. It's not an organization. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the best case scenario. And yeah. then people go and, you know, there's no QAnon stuff and mm-hmm. they feel like they did a really good thing and, and in that if that's the case i guess they did do a good thing yeah cool but um but i doubt that that's what's going to happen mm-hmm. i think that it will be at least half if not the majority of the people there will be queuing on people mm-hmm. um and it's gonna be interesting might go down and check it out and see what's going on so we might have an update on that but just something that i thought was interesting that is interesting um, i mean yeah, don't I go had heard of it, you know but... if you're in fort wayne don't go down there and like heckle anybody i don't know you can counter protest but like Right. I, I think that these kind of situations are really delicate and um, there's nothing wrong with counter protesting. I, I urge everybody to go down and counter protest. I just, mm-hmm. you know, don't. Um, yeah. Don't contribute to any uh, increased tensions. Right. Exactly. Keep yourself safe. Um, and, you know, you know, if if that does happen, um, it's 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 bad. Yeah, we all know we all know that, and we've all seen the consequences of that, that kind of stuff. Oh, so again, absolutely. I'm not saying don't you know practice your 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 right to free speech or right sure. to protest. Do 100 percent do, but just be smart. Yeah, yeah. Be smart and be safe. Yeah, there's enough. You know, you can acknowledge reality, and at the same time, still support that people <laughs> right. do go out and, and and speak their piece. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, on both. I mean, not both sides because 
I don't want to acknowledge their side is real. Anyway, I could keep on going on with qualifiers. I think you guys know what I'm saying. Um, and that basically ends. Um, there's one more thing that ends our episode. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. Not, not everything. It doesn't end everything. <laughs> All right. After this is over, it's all over. Um, but I did want to mention one thing real quick, and What's that is uh, Fort Wayne Trails. So if you guys know anything about Fort Wayne, uh, you know that they have worked really hard like the last 10 years or whatever. And before that, there were other organizations and they mm-hmm. all combined to create a trail system throughout yeah. Fort Wayne. And it's and very it's nice. awesome. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's like... It's beautiful. It's great. And Jenna, did you know that they're just a, a 501c3? What is that? Just a charity. Oh, really? I thought it was something to do like at least a public-private partnership with well, the I thought so too. city government i thought for sure it was city something you know at least partially yeah it's not it's it just seems people like something the city would want to be invested in it's just a charity really yeah and i'm like wow yeah that has done a lot now I want to more to bring to people back well yeah and like make people want to live here is an amazing trail system and to beautify the city yeah yeah not uh, a hotel yeah not a hotel downtown for people who can go to conventions and afford super fancy hotels and then they're just gonna leave that they call the bradley anyway um yeah <laughs> <laughs> makes me mad but anyway. um, yeah so uh they have had to cancel a lot of their um you know events or whatever that they raise most of their money from and so right. their funds are a little lacking and uh so they are asking for people to chip in if they can and donate they're doing Aww. this thing called like a 10 for 10 it's 10 bucks for like 10 months for their 10th year anniversary i want to help out so if you guys can help out the fort wayne trails uh what is it fwtrails.org um, okay, you know, so they can donate there. Yep, you can okay. donate. A, a, it's not doesn't have to be repeating. Um, it can just be a single donation. Yeah, no. um, but if you guys ever use the trails and you enjoy them, um, you know, ten bucks, throw it in there. It's not too much. I think it's well worth it. Yeah, me too. And there, I just, I guess, I should say, you know, they didn't contact me or or ask me to say anything or anything like that. No, it's we just, just like the trails. I just like, like trails, going, so. and uh, I think that they're a really good thing for the city. And yeah. I wish that our city spent more of our you know collective money on that oh absolutely but help them out if you want and so that's it uh thank you guys so much for listening um if you guys want to help us out anyway there's a couple ways you can do that you can tell a friend about the show that'd Mm -hmm. be awesome you can leave us a rating and review yeah if you want to give us money that's the best one well you don't Um, have to (laughs) but you don't have to no of course not but if you want to you can go to our website and click the donate button in the upper right hand corner um jenna do we have a website i just mentioned it what's the name it's hoosierdaddypod.com that's right and if you guys want to email us it is who's daddypod at gmail.com mm-hmm. um then on twitter we are at who's daddy follows there as well yep it's h-o-o-s daddy h-o-o-s daddy that's yep. right all right jenna trivia question time all right so let me because we've been talking about we talked about the ice age so now we're gonna talk about some other cold the, stuff the heat age <laughs> the oven age no i think okay. that's the now age <laughs> so on january 19th 1994 in new whiteland indiana the record low temperature was what? January 19th, 1994. This was the record low in Indiana. All right. I'm going to say um, negative 47. Who's your daddy? A lot of people do an awful lot of thinking about a place. Called home, sweet home. A lot of people do an awful lot of talking about a place called home, sweet home. Poems are being poemed about, songs are being songed about, the place everybody loves the best. And I'm no different. 
from the rest I love my home sweet home I've done a lot of dreaming about the day when I'll be going back to my home sweet home I'm gonna pack a bag and hop a train and then for home sweet home I'm gonna set out Cause I've got the blues I've got the blues That just won't get out I've gotta get back home I've gotta get back home Back home again in Indiana And it seems that I can see the gleaming candlelight still shining bright through the sycamores for me the new moon hay sends all its fragrance through the fields i used to roam and when i dream about the moonlight on the wabash then i long for my indiana home back home again home back in indiana Oh, it seems that I can see, see the gleaming candlelight still shining bright in Indiana. It's the middle west, but we love it. The moon shines the best above it. We love it. All the new moon hay sends fragrance through the fields I used to roam. And when I dream about the moonlight on the Wabash River, then I long for my Indiana home. In Indiana, in Indiana, my home. In Indiana, my home, sweet home. 